What's up? It's D'Angelo Russell, and this is the radio home for Timberwolves basketball. Timberwolves basketball on the station you can count on. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Stop what you're doing and listen. The KDLM Sports Wrap featuring Zeke Foreman. There's a lot of morons in the mainstream media that just don't get it. Thoughtful insight, relevant topics. I gotta say, I'm just fired up to be here today. I'm not an expert, but I do have a strong opinion. Now, if you're competent in an age of incompetence, that makes you appear extraordinary. Detroit Lakes go crazy! Thank you so much for saying what needed to be said. We're still here! We're still here! Come on! Get up! Come on, get up! If you're as tight as I am! Thirteen forty, Katie Lemma Station can count on. Welcome to the Katie Lemma Sports Trap, everybody. On a celebratory Vikings, somehow find a way to hold on to that victory. I still can't believe it. I'm, I'm sure if you watched that game from start to finish, just like me, when Greg Joseph lined up for that chip shot field goal, twenty nine yard field goal, your head was buried in your hands because, like me, you have been hurt so many times. And things were were bouncing the Vikings away. I spent probably two hours on Twitter yesterday on Packers feeds reading and licking up their salty tears. Oh, the interception shouldn't have been overturned. Twice. The Vikings didn't have a holding penalty on them the whole game. The Packers got all of them. (laughs) It was tasty. Vikings win yesterday. Walk-off winners, as Paul Allen says, 34-31 over the rival Green Bay Packers. Kirk Cousins having himself a day granted two interceptions overturned by officiating. But Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, we'll talk about huge milestones for both of those guys in yesterday's win. We'll recap some other scores around the NFL as well. We'll recap last weekend's action down at U.S. Bank Stadium in games other than Vikings-Packers. We've got Prep Bowl matchups set for this Friday and this Saturday. A couple local teams still in it fighting for state championships. We'll recap some uh, Timberwolves basketball. 40-point win over the Memphis Grizzlies over the weekend. The Wild, they lose a close one to the Panthers. They lose an even closer one to the Tampa Bay Lightning last night. Second half of the wrap, we're joined by Matthew Collin at PurpleInsider.com to recap some of the Vikings game yesterday, preview what's coming up this weekend. A lot of questions I have for Matthew Collar, including uh, the penalty situations, the the long touchdown that Green Bay had to tie the game, and some some maybe some some 4D chess by Mike Zimmer on that play, and of course the Aaron Rodgers non-timeout in which he tried to call timeout, Officials didn't give it to him, so he threw that 37-yard touchdown pass to Devontae Adams to tie the game. No big deal. Matthew Collar, second half of the wrap here on KDLM. But first, let's rewind and recap some uh, some fun stuff that happened over the weekend. Rewind time. A 29-yard field goal to win the game against the 8-2 Packers right hash. Joseph. Snap. Spot. Joseph! Yes, he did! He walked off on the Green Bay Packers, who have lost their first division road game in three years. The final score, Minnesota 34, 
Green Bay 31. This is Minnesota Vikings football. It is now. the Maybe this will be the, the, the game that sets the precedent to not blow leads. I'm sure you've heard this stat. The Vikings have had at least a seven-point lead in every single game this year. The Vikings have also allowed 59 points in the final two minutes of the first half, which leads the NFL. And, and Aaron Rodgers got him yesterday with about 38 seconds left. And then he ran to the tunnel, and then he would have got the ball back with two timeouts and 10 seconds left to get him back in field goal range. But Aaron Rodgers already chilled in the tunnel. We'll also ask Matthew Collar about that, because I'm, I'm seeing some some different opinions on on why Aaron Rodgers was yucking it up in the tunnel back to the Green Bay locker room with local law enforcement down in Minneapolis. If 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 Randy Moss, well, Randy Moss did do that and got just destroyed in the media for that for leaving the field early. Or let, let's say let's let's say Kirk Cousins did that with ten seconds left, and they have to send Sean Manning out there to take a knee to get to the locker room. I don't know. Vikings winners yesterday. Kirk Cousins huge game, three hundred forty one passing yards. Three touchdowns, two to Jefferson, and one to uh, to our favorite native son that, that put him in the record books yesterday. Short drop, passes left, caught the end at the five. He shakes into the end zone. Touchdown! A touchdown from Cousins to Adam Thielen on third down. And for Adam, that's his eighth touchdown this season in his 15th game against Green Bay. And Minnesota leads 15-3. Thank you, Kingsley Kiki. Paul Allen, thankful for Kingsley Kiki. He was a, it was a, a roughing the passer penalties. So a couple plays before that, maybe it was the, the play right before that, is Kirk Cousins threw an interception in the red zone, but Kingsley Kiki helmet to helmet contact on Cousins negated the interception, gave the ball back to the Vikings, and they score. Adam, uh, moving up the Vikings all time record list yesterday. Now with 455 career receptions, stands all alone for fifth place all time in receptions in a Vikings uniform. Next on his target, Anthony Carter, AC, with 478. Adam now has 455. So the names in front of him, Carter, Steve Jordan, Randy Moss, and of course Chris Carter, who uh, <laughs> Thielen's got a ways to go to catch him. Thielen, 455 receptions in his career so far. Chris Carter, 1,004. So uh, Adam's going to have a couple a couple breakout games over the next, I don't know, 10 years if he wants to catch Chris Carter. Story of the game, though, yesterday, Justin Jefferson, not one, but two touchdowns, including this one that gave the Vikings the lead late in the fourth. Thielen and Jefferson to the right. Kirk facing a big blitz. He's hit. Loops it up to Jefferson. Caught. Five. Touchdown! Way to go, J.J. And the Vikings have taken the lead, 29-24. Cousins blasted, indefatigable, made him pay. Made him pay, and then the play after that, a 75-yard touchdown, Aaron Rodgers to uh, Marquez Valdez-Scatling, quieted the crowd, and that's one thing we'll talk to Matthew Collar about, is there's some 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 people with that third eye on their forehead that are saying that Mike Zimmer let the Packers score there so that Aaron Rodgers could not control the clock. Because that was the last time that Rodgers touched the ball in that game, tying the game at 31-31. Cousins driving the Vikings down uh, in the red zone, and then the game winner by Greg Joseph gives the Vikings a 34-31 win. 
Vikings back in the playoff race, the number six seed as it stands right now at five and five. Adam Thielen talked to some guys from the NFL Network after the game yesterday and gave probably the most relatable interview we've ever seen a Minnesota Vikings player ever give. Check this out. Adam, in a season of crazy games for you guys, this had to be the craziest. How in the world did you pull this out? The sad part is, is uh, we're used to it right now. Like It doesn't even like shock you that they go down and score in that first play and tie it up, uh, which is a good thing because in the huddle we weren't, even, we weren't even thinking any different. It was just going to play in ball again. Uh, which is a good thing. Kirk's the man when we get in those situations. Two-minute drives this year. He's been lights out. I hope you, I hope you all are talking about that because he's been incredible. You grew up watching these Vikings-Packers rivalry games. What does this mean to you guys, not just to get a win like that, but over this team? Yeah, uh, I got to talk to the guys last night because, um, because I grew up you know, in Minnesota and, and what this game means. You know, A lot of guys, they know it's a big deal, but they don't really understand if you don't live it. You know, And so just being able to tell them, like, man, Packer week, love you, brother. You got this guy breaking tackles at the end. Hey, I told him last night, I told him last night he's the best back in the league, hands down. That guy, he's a special player and he's a special teammate. Uh, But, you know, being able to talk to those guys and and tell them, like, wearing the Vikings jersey all week at school and, and and then, you know, going to school on Monday and all the Packer fans coming at you if you lose and, and giving you a hard time. So uh, I, I'm, I'm excited for the kids to be able to go to school tomorrow and wear the Viking stuff. you got a long hill to climb yeah. still to get back yeah. into this thing. How do you capitalize on the momentum going to San Francisco? Yeah, I think the first thing is, is um, you know, enjoy this for, for really quick. You know, a couple hours, you know, this locker room. Um, enjoy it for a little bit here and then, and then focus on the next because this isn't the Super Bowl. You know, as much as, as much as we wanted this and as much as, you know, it's a great rivalry, uh, it's one game. So uh, we gotta, we got to refocus. Congrats, Adam. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thank you. Vikings getting ready for the San Francisco 49ers coming up in the Bay Area. 325 kickoff on KDLM on Sunday. And it's funny that Adam should mention, you know, this isn't the Super Bowl. For for a lot of Packers fans, they consider this game the Vikings Super Bowl. Reading a lot of Packers salty comments on Twitter and on Facebook and everywhere, they're like, oh, this is their Super Bowl. Now they can go back to being mediocre. I mean, this is just a blip on our radar. Blah, 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 blah. The Packers had a lot of things go wrong for them in this game. Whether they want to admit it, or not from the penalties to losing their backup left tackle potentially for the season. A pretty rough-looking knee injury. And Bakhtiari, they're not sure when when David Bakhtiari is going to be back, so now they're down to their third-string left tackle, which, whether that makes a a difference, we've got Aaron Rodgers under center, we'll we'll find out. But uh, the Packers fans that I'm seeing on social media, very bitter, very salty, and I think it's because their team has been exposed and they're scared. They're probably the most vulnerable 8-3 and three team in the league right now. Or maybe I could just be looking into it too much. You know, because Packers fans always the most bitter and always the most salty when their team loses. Real quick, other scores from around the NFL yesterday. Indianapolis Colts 41, Buffalo Bills 15. Jonathan Taylor, not 1, not 2, not 3, not 4, but 5 total touchdowns yesterday as the Colts schlack that vaunted Buffalo Bills defense. No Lamar Jackson, no problem for the Baltimore Ravens. They beat the Chicago Bears 16-13 to as fire Matt Nagy chants erupted around Soldier Field yesterday again. Cleveland Browns 13, Detroit Lions 10. Lions now 0-9-1 on the season. Tyrod Taylor comes back for the Houston Texans, and they beat the Tennessee Titans 22-13 to in probably the biggest upset of the weekend. Miami 24, New York Jets 17. The Philadelphia Eagles hang a 40 spot on the New Orleans Saints. Final score, 40-29. to Washington spoils Cam Newton's return to Charlotte, 27-21. Washington over Carolina. 
San Francisco 30, Jacksonville 10. Kansas City beating the Dallas Cowboys uh, yesterday afternoon. Uh, Zeke Elliott hurt in that one. C.D. Lamb hurt in that one. And the Dallas Cowboys limping moving forward. Final score there, 19-9. to Cincinnati over Las Vegas, 32-13. to Arizona, 23. Seattle, 13. And a shootout in the, the Sunday night football game last night. L.A. Chargers, 41. Pittsburgh Steelers, 37. Monday night football tonight. Giants versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Pre-game show at 6.30 tonight. Kickoff right around 7.25 on KDLM. Prep Bowl matchups are set for this weekend at U.S. Bank Stadium. And nine-man football. Leroy Ostrander beating Kitson County Central 49 to nothing in the semifinals. They advance. They'll take on Fertile Bell Trammy. They beat Hills Beaver Creek 30 to 22. So nine man championship coming up on Saturday at 10 o'clock is Leroy Ostrander versus Fertile Bell Trammy. In class A, it's Minneota versus Mayor Luther and Mayor Lutheran beating New York Mills 41 to 6 on Saturday. Minneota beats Rushford Peterson to advance. That game is at 10 o'clock. On Friday at U.S. Bank Stadium. In Class 2A, West Central Area Ashby, the Knights, they advanced the championship game after a, a nail-biter against Maple River. Final score, 8-7. to seven. Chatfield is awaiting them in the championship game. Chatfield beat Barnesville 22-18. to 18. So this Friday at 1 o'clock, Chatfield versus West Central Area Ashby for the Class 2A championship. In Class 3A, it's Dassel Cocado versus Plainview Elgin Millville. Plainview beating Annandale 28-6. to Annandale, the team that knocked Dilworth Glenn and Felton out of the playoffs in the quarterfinals. Dasso Cocado beating Esco 21-14. to In Class 4A, Cassid Manorville, after that thriller, the, the last second touchdown to knock out the number one overall seed, Becker Bulldogs, they are in the championship game. They will face the number two team in the state, the Hutchinson Tigers. Hutchinson beating Orono 36-6 in the semifinals. That game was on Friday at 4 o'clock. In 5A, it's Matamidi versus Mankato West. Matamidi beating Robbinsdale Cooper 34-7 in the semis. Mankato West beating Rogers 42-7. Matamidi versus Mankato West. That is a Saturday game at 4 o'clock. And in 6A, Friday at 7 o'clock, it'll be Maple Grove versus Lakeville South. Maple Grove upsetting the number one overall seed in Class 6A. Eaton Prairie 35-3 last Thursday. And Lakeville South unseated. They take down number two seed St. Michael Albertville, 40-14. to 14. That game will be at 7 o'clock on Friday. Maple Grove versus Lakeville South for the 6A state championship. Three. Now Fiala left circle. Slows the pace down. 43 seconds left as he spins along the board. Center. Kaprizov didn't get much on it. Eriksson Ek jabbing away. He scores! Joel Eriksson Ek has tied the game with 38.7 seconds to go. And what do you know? They've done it again. <laughs> What do you know? Deja vu again for the Minnesota Wild last night, trailing by two goals with five minutes and two seconds left. Trailing four to two, Dean Evason pulling Kapo Kakinen. First, Kevin Fiala bank shot off of Brian Elliott to cut the lead in half. Four to three with 2.48 left. And then what you just heard right there, Jules Eriksson tying the game. Minnesota's seventh six on five goal. This season, three more than any other team in the league, and only seven of the 32 clubs in the NHL have more than one six-on-five tally this season. Yeah, it, it does come back to bite them sometimes. Look what happened in the first game against Seattle, but then you look at what happened against Tampa Bay last night, or, or back to that Pittsburgh game as well. And the Wild do lose in a, in a shootout last night, five to four, but they do pick up a point. They do stay aggressive, and this brand of Dean Evason. 
fight for your life, six on five hockey with five minutes left has to be the most exciting brand of hockey the state has ever seen. Because this is a franchise, you may remember, we, that suffered through the Jacques Lemaire grinded out triangle point, I, don't, I forget what he called it, style offense that was more defensive than offensive. But what Dean Evison is doing with this team, the coaching style, the players that he has available to him, and yeah, I mean, Jules Eriksenek, Marcus Foligno, Kevin Fiala, I don't know, the guy that wears 97, Rookie of the Year or something like that, Kirill Kaprizov. The Wild have weapons for the first time ever. You can argue, yeah, Marion Gabrick was a weapon, but he didn't really have that those other pieces around him. Zach Parise was never a pure goal scorer. He was he was a big name. Yeah, he was a good offensive piece when they brought him in. But what the Wild have now is is nothing like we have ever seen before with this franchise. And you can argue we haven't seen since with the North Stars either. A brand of hockey this exciting where you're down by two goals with five minutes and two seconds left, and you're pulling goaltenders, and you're staying aggressive, and you're tying the one of the, the the defending cup champions. The defending cup champions gave up two goals in the final five minutes last night. That is not something that defending cup champions do very often, because the Wild did it last night. They pick up a point, 23 points in the Central, still a one-point lead over the Winnipeg Jets in the standings because of last night's Overtime, shootout, loss, victory, point-getter. I don't know what you want to call it. Well, back in action on Wednesday, taking on the New Jersey Devils. Devils 8-5-3, fifth place in the Metropolitan Division with 19 points. Second half of the Sports Wrap, here's what's coming up. We'll talk to Matthew Collar from Purple Insider and PurpleInsider.com to recap Vikings football yesterday. Vikings Walk-off winners against the Green Bay Packers yesterday, 34-31. to We'll recap all the good and uh, a lot of the bad from yesterday's win. Because Just because the Vikings win doesn't mean there's a lot of things that they have to work on. And a lot of those lucky breaks that usually don't go the Vikings' way, where if that kind of stuff happens in San Francisco, I don't think the ball bounces their way. In San Francisco, a must-win game for playoff position for the Minnesota Vikings. Who would have thought we would talk about playoff position for the Vikings 11 weeks in, the way they've lost games. Well, we're doing it. They're the sixth seed right now. We'll talk to Matthew Collar of Purple Insider next on KDLM. I'm Chris Rose with NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. Austin Eckler scored four touchdowns to lead the Bolts to a 41-37 Sunday night win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. With L.A. down three in the fourth, Justin Herbert connected with Mike Williams for the 53-yard go-ahead and game-winning score. Meanwhile, in Arrowhead, Dak Prescott got sacked five times. He was picked off twice as Dallas fell to the Chiefs 19-9. The Vikings beat the Packers 34-31. Justin Jefferson, eight snags for 169 yards and a couple of scores. Aaron Rodgers threw for four touchdowns in a losing effort. Jonathan Taylor had five total touchdowns to go along with 204 scrimmage yards as the Colts took care of the Bills. The Cardinals beat the Seahawks 23-13 without Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins in the lineup. Russell Wilson was held to 207 yards passing. Seattle now 1-4 at home this season. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. Napa know-how. Right now, a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil is only $19.99. It's the hottest deal of the year for the coldest time of the year. So if you're in your car right now, there's no need to turn on the heat. I'm about to read this sizzler again. That's Napa Full Synthetic for a hot $19.99. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How. 
participating locations does not include taxes and fees. Advertised sale price not available in some states. Offer ends 12-31-21. When the forgotten poor are in need of healing, they wait for a ship unlike any other. Mercy Ships, a floating hospital staffed by volunteers, heroes of mercy who donate their time to save lives. Every human has the right to have a place at the table of the human race. If you could just see the smiles that you get when lives have been changed, then it would make it all worth it. To learn more about Heroes of Mercy, go to mercyships.org. Feed your desire for more, like more peace of mind. When you come to work at Jenny O. West Central Turkey in Pelican Rapids, you earn a $2,000 sign-on bonus, higher starting wage of $18, plus great culture and clean work environment, excellent health insurance benefits with low out-of-pocket premiums and deductibles, as well as dental and vision coverage. Mindy is who you want to call right now at 863-6800 or go online at JennyO.com. Feed your desire for more. Get started at JennyO.com. Some things in life you can just rely on, like the comfy fit of a favorite pair of jeans and the tried and true performance of a new home comfort system from Rude. So here's to reliability built into everything they do. Rely on Rude. Get reliable year-round comfort with the new HVAC system from Rude installed by the pros at Greens Plumbing and Modern Heating. They're the local team you can rely on. Call your local Rude retailer, Greens Plumbing and Modern Heating today at 218-847-7542. 1340 AM, 93.1 FM, KDLM. This is the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. The University of Minnesota football team notched a key road win at Indiana on Saturday, 35-14. We'll hear from Gopher head coach P.J. Fleck after this. It can happen fast. The game changes and you need a new strategy. It's like your original insurance policy. It worked fine at the start, but now that you've bought a home, added a car, or expanded your business, you can't keep running the same old play. You need Western National Insurance for coverage that fits your growing needs. Western National, Minnesota's source for great-fitting auto, home, and business protection since 1901. Ask your independent agent today for Western National and go Gophers. Get that great fit feeling, Western National Insurance. When the Golden Gophers beat the Hoosiers on Saturday, Minnesota senior starting quarterback Tanner Morgan became the all-time winningest QB in the modern era of Gopher football. Morgan is now 25-12 as a starter. Minnesota head coach P.J. Fleck. He's the all-time winningest quarterback in the history of our school. Think about that. To do that and have that, of all the adversity and all the things I just talked about, the running backs out, wideouts out, and to continue to find ways to win. Winners find ways to win. He's going to win in life because he's a winner. He's going to find ways to win. He's lost his dad. I know his dad's smiling down on him. Really proud of him, and I think that was what the emotional part was, was just, uh, you know, he's had to go through a lot. And we all have people we talk to talk to after games, sort through it with things, and that was his dad. It's very difficult to do when that person's not in your life anymore and you're a young person. I think Tanner's an inspiration for all of us to learn from, and I uh, hope a lot of the young kids out there really learn a lot from him that, you know, with the criticism and the doubt and uh, some of the hatred, uh, you can still row through that, and he's what Row the Boat's all about and still find a way to be successful. That's gopher coach P.J. Fleck. The Gophers will host the Wisconsin Badgers this Saturday in a game with Big Ten title implications at Huntington Bank Stadium. Kickoff is 3 o'clock. Tickets still remain at gophersports.com. That's the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. Are you looking for WeatherTech floor mats or any other accessories for your car or light truck? Channies 2 is in business to give you just that. We are the WeatherTech dealer in the Lakes area. It's what we do at Channies 2, 847-4252. 
Dine at the 59er Diner this Thanksgiving and enjoy their Thanksgiving buffet served from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Enjoy turkey, ham, and all of the fixings, plus salad bar and dessert. And the best part, no dishes. Their breakfast menu will be available from 6 a.m. until 10. Their buffet will be served from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And if you prefer takeout, they are offering Thanksgiving dinners to go. Call now to place your order. Happy Thanksgiving from the 59er Diner, Detroit Lakes. Cal Soderquist with your Wolves Minute. Well, a successful weekend in the books for the Timberwolves. They secured their third consecutive victory with a wire-to-wire win over the Memphis Grizzlies on Saturday night. It was a route basically from the opening minutes. Minnesota led 40-23 to after the opening quarter. Anthony Edwards poured in 17 points in that first frame. Minnesota never looking back from there. And forward Jared Vanderbilt says Target Center was rocking on a Saturday night. Man, it was great. Like, the fans was, you know, tremendous. Like, the energy and uh, Target Center is something like I haven't felt since I've been here. So, you know, obviously that go hand-in-hand with us winning some games. And uh, but I just feel like the energy, the atmosphere, everything is just different. We're playing a fun style of basketball right now where it's fun to play, fun to watch. Everybody's engaged. And like I said, it's just, it's just a fun time right now. Yeah, Wolves led that one by as many as 45 cruising to the victory. They'll see if they can keep that fun going tonight in New Orleans. Wolves and Pelicans, our pregame coverage begins at 6.30 on the Timberwolves Radio Network. It's Menard's last 11% rebate sale of 2021. Upgrade your power tools with a Master Force accessory to get the job done faster and easier. From saw blades and sandpaper to drill bits, drive bits, and everything in between. Save on over 500 Master Force power tools and accessories with 11% off everything now during Menard's last 11% rebate sale of 2021. Good until November 24th. Savings are mail-in rebates. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menard's. How'd you do that, my son asked as I fought the bass to the boat. He wanted to know from me, and so I told him the secret to all knowledge. Just YouTube it. Just kidding. The truth is God provided me there to teach my children life, and there is no greater privilege. Just as it's a privilege to be part of a church committed to families like mine. My name is Pastor Guy Roberts, and I serve Zion Lutheran Church in Detroit Lakes. If you are looking for a church home, please consider Zion DL as a home for your family. Here's your KDLM weatherology forecast. Lingering clouds early today, then increasing sun, high near 29. Tonight's mainly clear, low near 21. Warmer on Tuesday, lots of sunshine, high of 41. Tuesday night, becoming cloudy, low near 21. There's a high near 29 on Wednesday, lots of clouds. Wednesday night, mainly cloudy, low of 3 above. Becoming sunny on Thanksgiving Day and cooler, with a high near 15. I'm meteorologist Laura Lockwood. Hey, this is Adam Thielen. Cousins back to pass. Fastball right. Caught! Touchdown! Cousins to Adam Thielen. You're listening to the station you can count on. KDLM Detroit Lakes. Thirteen forty, KDLM, the station you can count on. Welcome back to the KDLM Sports Wrap on a Vikings victory Monday. Vikings win, walk-off winners over the Green Bay Packers yesterday, thirty-four to thirty-one. Matthew Collar, a Purple Insider, was inside U.S. Bank Stadium to witness everything, and he joins us on the phone now on the KDLM Sports Wrap. Matthew, how are you doing today, man? 
I mean, uh, I guess a little tired from another one of those games <laughs> that has you feel intense all the way to the very end, right? Yeah, I mean, the dust has settled. Are we are we feeling confident after this Vikings win? Or are we still kind of unsure about this team right now? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question because I think there's an argument to feel a lot more confident like they've found something and that they've turned it around because of how it happened. Um, they did not play conservatively yesterday. They, outside of one pitch to the fullback that I think uh, maybe Ugh. they regret. <laughs> I mean, they were pushing the ball down the field. Uh, they were throwing to Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. They were running a lot of the things that have worked for them in the last couple of years, running play actions and things like that, and then letting their playmakers make plays. And, you know, even though there's still some to question about defense, but, you know, it's Aaron Rodgers on the other side, so you know you're going to have to score a lot of points. And to be able to do that, to win a shootout in that way, coming off of a week where they kind of did the same thing in Los Angeles, and then talking about after the game, like, this is our plan. This is what we want to do. We want to, you know, treat Justin Jefferson like the Randy ratio. I mean, this this is the right way to do it. And, you know, can they can continue to do it every week um yeah i don't know because we've seen this before we've seen ups and downs we saw against carolina they put up almost 600 yards and then no show the next week so i mean this team has been such a roller coaster that it's hard to say okay they're all set they're just going to come light everybody up and it's going to be like randy moss and dante culpepper or something but you know, at the same time, um, this is the right way to do it. And if they're going to be a good team this year and going to have a good second half with a lighter schedule than they've had in the first half, um, this is how you have to go about it, is pushing the ball to Justin Jefferson, even if that means sometimes taking some risks. You look at the stats from yesterday. Justin Jefferson having a huge breakout game. Eight catches, 169 yards, two touchdowns on 10 targets. Uh, I think he has like 11 100-yard receiving games uh, so far in his career, which is a uh, which is an NFL record, I believe. Nobody else, or maybe tied for for somebody. I don't know. He's been playing, playing out of his mind these last couple of weeks. Yeah, you know, the thing is that, I mean, he's establishing himself as one of the best receivers. And I know it's only two years into his career, but, I mean, one of the best receivers by this point in his career that's ever played. I mean, it's crazy to say, considering this team has had Randy Moss, Chris Carter, Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen, and then now another guy who's unstoppable. But mm-hmm. uh, Justin Jefferson is putting himself in a totally different air in the NFL as you know, maybe the, the Kelvin Johnsons and Julio Joneses where everything in the game plan is surrounded around this guy. And he can, he can really do anything. I mean, he's, he's fast. He's got incredible hands. He can create separation at any situation. He can go underneath. He can go deep. He can, I mean, it's really um, – you know, I, I hate to make a comparison to Moss because Moss was like a transformational player in the NFL, like one of the all-time five most hated players ever. So it's not quite that, but, I mean, in terms of the unstoppable nature where you just design your entire offense around one player, I mean, that's, that's how this is with Justin Jefferson. I think that was the frustration for a lot of people, including it seemed Mike Zimmer earlier in the year was like, no one can stop this guy. They just have to get Cousins to trust to throw the ball to him um, you know, maybe when he's not perfectly wide open. In the last two weeks, we've seen him do that, and it's just paid off time and time again. Adam Thielen, eight catches, 82 yards, a touchdown yesterday as well. And us up here in Detroit Lakes, uh, watching Adam Thielen continue to climb 
up the all-time record list in Vikings franchise history. Now fifth all-time in receptions, only behind Anthony Carter, Steve Jordan, Randy Moss, and Chris Carter. He's got 47 touchdowns now, and and, and by the end of this thing, he could be third all-time on the Vikings uh, touchdown list. It's nice to see Adam Thielen continue to produce in a season where a lot of uh, a lot of experts predicted that he was going to have a, a drop in production. Yeah, we may have talked about that a few months ago, and I never understood that because it's not like Adam Thielen only gets open because of his blazing speed. I mean, he's he's fast, but he's not, like, unbelievably fast, like Tyreek Hill or something. I mean, he's a guy that has always succeeded because he's a great route runner and he catches everything and he competes really hard. And, and so I, I thought I don't see why he's you know, projected to have that – fall and it's not like he's 37 or something right and so i mean he's he's still doing the same things that he's always done i mean he's still getting open creating separation with his routes and then he's fighting for the entire time and i think you know it's been interesting to me about adam thielen this year is how vocal he's been about what they need to do on offense that you know a lot of times he's been sort of the the cliche guy the just doing what i'm asked to do and everything else but you know at some point in this season um, I think it might have been after they lost to Dallas. He kind of came out and said, we need to figure out the offense runs through me and Justin Jefferson. And I'm like, yeah, that's right, man. I mean, <laughs> at, at this point in your, in your career, it's kind of time to say like something out loud yeah. about what's going on here. And I, and I think that, you know, sometimes with receivers, people can take that the wrong way. They certainly did when Stefan Diggs said it, but um, you know, I think that that's right. And, and people, including cousins, Clint Kubiak, Maybe Mike Zimmer needed to figure out, like, you're not going anywhere by running the ball all the time. The NFL has changed kind of quickly here over the last few years where you have to win 34-31 in a lot of games. And so, you know, if they've sort of come around on that and they trust what Thielen and Jefferson are telling them, um, they, they can continue to do this. The only thing that I just question is, you know, Kirk Cousins threw two interceptions yesterday. Both of them got called back. Mm-hmm. So you kind of go, if you do that, you know, next week or the week after, like, is that going to come back to bite you? But uh, I think that, you know, Thielen kind of taking the reins there and saying, we have to do this. It's the only way we're going to win um, was kind of an interesting turn in his career. Talk to Matthew Collar from Purple Insider and the Purple Insider Podcast. Let's talk about those interceptions and a couple other plays that Packers fans continue to whine about uh, this morning. Uh, the second interception that was uh, that was picked off by Savage uh, didn't have full control to the ground. Vikings get the ball back. There's also the, uh, the non-timeout before they threw the touchdown pass to uh, Devonta Adams. Uh, to, to get back in that game as well. I'll re- recap those two plays and, and maybe which one of the two was, was more uh, egregious by the officials. <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought nobody had a complaint about the non-timeout because I think the ball was already being snapped as Rodgers was trying to do it. So the referees would have had to have been like lightning quick in granting that timeout. Um, but, and they just weren't. So, I, yeah, I didn't have a problem with that. I mean, that was... And, and it's not like the Vikings were looking around. I mean, they blitzed, and Mackenzie Alexander got roasted by one of the best wide receivers in the league. I mean, Devontae <laughs> Adams is every bit as good as Justin Jefferson. So, uh, yeah, I didn't have a problem with that. Neither did Mike Zimmer or anybody else. Um, but, you know, the, the dropped interception, uh, that's a hard one because, it's like, what is a catch has always been a thing in the NFL, and I've seen that called a catch before. You know, that you could say, oh, he had control of it, and the ground caused the incompletion, and there's all those sort of things. Um, but 
you know, I, I also have seen it called where if you don't control it all the way to the ground, they're not going to call it a catch. I mean, K.J. Osborne dove for a long hat in his hands, and as soon as he hit the ground, the ball rolled out. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I thought that that was fine. I mean, it was a, it was a big break for the Vikings that he didn't control it all the way to the ground. Yeah. But I didn't think, oh, wow, this is the referees. Now, one place you could say, uh, if you're the Packers, where you could have a legitimate beef – the Vikings got called for three penalties the entire day and yeah. no offensive holdings. They were getting beat up front a lot yesterday, and you're telling me nobody grabbed a jersey. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the whole day, yeah. nobody. This this team is one of the tops in the league in holding. They have uh, right guard Ole Udo was second in the NFL in penalties going into this game. You're telling me not one time did he kind of reach and grab somebody. Oh God, I doubt that. But you know, this is the thing. Like the Vikings early in the season were saying, "Woe is me! We're getting all the bad breaks," and then well, this swings back the other way, and and now they've gotten some breaks. They made a 54-yard field goal against the Lions to win a game, and then you know they had yesterday where the guy drops the interception that could cost them. Um, even you know it's funny, even if uh, they let Adam Thielen score at the end of the game there. That would have been a you know that would have been a, a better play and maybe Green Bay goes down and scores themselves but instead the guy pushes Thielen out of bounds and the game is over you know so that that's that's a season for you right where the breaks kind of swing either way. Talking about breaks, uh, let's talk about some of the, these 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 close games that the Vikings have had. It seems like it's every single week. Uh, Cincinnati, uh, the overtime, uh, the Cardinals win by one point, uh, the Browns win by a, a one score game, the Vikings. Uh, field goal to win it. Uh, then they, they beat the Panthers in overtime, and then it's a, it's a one-score game against Dallas, and then uh, they got the big lead against Baltimore uh, three weeks ago and, and lose that one in overtime. And then once again, a one-score game against the Chargers last week, and then the field goal against the Packers. Uh, are we expecting a little bit uh, a lighter schedule on, the, uh, on the, 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 the fingernail biting these next handful of weeks, 49ers, Lions, Steelers, Bears? Yeah, I mean, I've truly never seen anything like it. Not any season I've ever covered has had this many games in a row. Um, you know, the 2016 season had a lot of close games uh, that kind of came down to the end, but nothing quite like this. I don't know. I, I mean, I think it's who they are uh, because they are talented enough to be in every game against every team, as we've seen, even when the opponent is good or when the opponent is bad because they're flawed enough to keep other teams in the game. And, I mean, think about it. A lot of times this team has had two-score leads, and even yesterday. Mm -hmm. They just don't have a good enough defense to blow somebody out. I mean, when they were up by 13, was anybody going, oh, man, it's over, we're all set? I mean, in 2017 you would have felt that way when they had a number one defense, but not now. Uh, They could not rush the passer at all. The second half of that game, Aaron Rodgers just stood back there and made every throw that he wanted to make. Um, he had, I think, two touchdowns where he was standing back there for six seconds. I mean, there's, that's you know not going to really work. Um, but you know, so when you play uh, San Francisco and your defensive line isn't all that strong without Michael Pierce or Daniil Hunter, and they're going to run all over you. And so that game's going to require great offensive performance. It will probably be close. Um, they should beat Detroit handily, but nobody seems to ever blow out Detroit. I think they've had like one blowout loss all year and they play they play hard. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think this will continue to kind of be the case, though there should be at some point mixed in uh, <laughs> an easy game where we've already got our game stories written halfway through instead of uh, in the very last moments. 
couple quick ones to close with Matthew Collar from Purple Insider. Uh, more Aaron Rodgers controversy. Waiting in the tunnel with 30 seconds left when the Vikings get uh, punt the ball back. Jordan Love has to come out and take a knee. Uh, was there a specific reason Rodgers was in the tunnel, or was he just Randy Mossing at that point? <laughs> no, there was. Yeah, he was He was just going to get treatment on his toe um, because the half was about to end, and the, the halftime in the NFL is not very long. I mean, in college, it's like 20 minutes, and they get the marching band out there, and mm-hmm. You know, they show a movie or whatever. But in, in the NFL, it's 12 minutes. And so he has had this toe injury that he suffered last week. And what he was doing was because the uh, Green Bay sideline is all the way on the other side from the tunnel, he walked all the way around so he could be the first one back there in into the – you know, into the tunnel to go get his treatment on his toe. So, yeah, I don't know. They made a big deal out of that, I guess. Uh, I saw a lot of people tweeting it, but yeah. it's it's not that unusual. They usually just don't show the guy. Like, that. they usually don't have, like, cameras on somebody. Like, players do that. But, um, yeah, that was that was kind of a funny one. Vikings-Niners uh, Sunday, 325. What are we expecting from San Francisco this weekend? Yeah, San Francisco's getting it together, and I know they play Jacksonville, but they also beat the Rams two weeks ago. And, I mean, the thing about uh, the 49ers is they are a very tough team, which I know you could say, like, oh, this is the NFL or whatever. But, but they run the football extremely well. They are incredibly creative in their run game. Uh, they will stick with it which is not something that every team will do. Like a lot of teams, if it doesn't succeed, they'll just kind of abandon it. That is not the case with San Francisco. Uh, they'll continue to succeed with it. I mean, they've got some great playmakers. Debo Samuel is emerging as one of the best receivers in the NFL. It's um, kind of like a Percy Harvin type of player. Mm-hmm. Uh, and their defense is good. So, you know, I, I think this is actually a really tough matchup against a team that had high expectations in San Francisco that's a little bit like looking in the mirror, right, that's had – some serious ups and downs and now it's kind of I'm thinking of it almost as like a three-man race for these final two playoff spots San Francisco is one of them and then you know Philadelphia is emerging as well but you know if you win this one your playoff odds are probably like 80 percent I mean they should walk into the playoffs with their schedule after this with you know Detroit a couple games against Chicago and so forth but if you lose this one and then San Francisco has that edge on you uh, then all of a sudden things become very hairy for making the playoffs down the stretch, even as good as everyone feels about their team today. Yeah, Niners, Lions, Steelers, Bears, Rams, Packers, Bears. That's how the Vikings will end out their season. Matthew, if someone wants to find your stuff online or check out the, the podcast that you and Sam do, uh, where's the best place to find that at? Yeah, wherever you get your podcast, just uh, type in Purple Insider, and purpleinsider.com is the website. Can't wait. It's finger licking good. Sweet, dude. All right, thanks again to Matthew Collar from Purple Insider and PurpleInsider.com for joining me on The Wrap today. If you missed any of that interview, you can go back and re-listen to it momentarily online at KDLMRadio.com. You can also subscribe to the KDLM Sports Wrap wherever you get your favorite podcast from. And don't forget to give Purple Insider a listen as well. One of the best Minnesota Vikings podcasts out there with Sam Ekstrom, Matthew Collar, usually have ESPN's Courtney Cronin on there, a, a, a variety of other guests as well. It's it, it's great. Check it out, Purple Insider, wherever you get your podcast from. Can't wait moments. Well, a couple things going on tonight. After a 40-point victory against the Memphis Grizzlies over the weekend, the Wolves are back in action. Three-game winning streak in New Orleans tonight at 7 o'clock. The Pelicans uh, dead last in the NBA right now, uh, standings-wise. They're terrible. We'll have Monday Night Football on KDLM tonight. 
New York Giants versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tomorrow, Laker Girls Hockey returns to KDLM. 6.25 pregame show, 7 o'clock puck drop against Wappington Breckenridge. Wednesday, Wolves basketball against Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat. And then Thursday, an NFL triple header on KDLM for Thanksgiving. Chicago versus Detroit. Las Vegas versus Dallas. Buffalo versus New Orleans. That one may be okay. We'll see how it goes. You can find the full broadcast schedule online at kdlmradio.com. That's a wrap for the Sports Wrap. We're back tomorrow, 9.30 on the station. You can count on KDLM Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. My guest tomorrow, Kevin Payne from Rotowire and rotowire.com to talk about all of your fantasy football questions. Quick CBS News break, and then the classic gets roll here on KDLM.